we've made significant progress, and we're going to continue this work. But we're also going to allocate more of our energy to building new and inspiring ways to help people connect. After a blistering 2018, Facebook needed a spark to turn the momentum around in Menlo Park. This week's fourth quarter earnings report might have done just that for Mark Zuckerberg. But does a positive end to 2018 mean a smooth road ahead for 2019? Or will continued controversies over data privacy burst Facebook's bubble? This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today from San Francisco is Bloomberg's Facebook reporter, Sarah Fryer. Thanks for joining us once again, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Coming into Facebook's fourth quarter earnings, and I mean right up to the announcement, Facebook was facing a seemingly never-ending barrage of bad news. What was some of the backlash Facebook uh, and CEO Mark Zuckerberg were facing most of 2018? Well, it was just a constant barrage of revelations about how Facebook has abused access to its users' data, how its site has been used to manipulate elections around the world, how the company has faltered in enforcing its content policy, how the executives made decisions to, at the, to grow at all costs at the expense of some of their, what would be best for their users. And so it was just a, a really rough quarter for Facebook and Facebook's leadership being scrutinized at that level. You had probes opening from regulators. It was quite a quarter. And then you had the news yesterday about Apple. And you had the news yesterday about Apple that that they were taking action on Facebook, trying to get around its rules uh, around surveilling users on apps. Facebook had been paying some teens and others $20 a month to look at all of their phone traffic, including you know everything that would be encrypted. And they were able to see you know, what messages they were sending on various platforms. That was against Apple's rules, and Apple retaliated in the most brutal way. They took away uh, uh, Facebook, what's called an enterprise certificate, which is basically what they use to build in-house apps for their employees. So that's all the test apps that are running mm-hmm. Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp, all of the transportation apps they use internally. Basically, a lot of work internally at Facebook yesterday and today still has ground to a halt. Now, this obviously didn't factor into their fourth quarter earnings report, but uh, concerns over data privacy did um, because there was a lot of that in 2018. And there were a lot of people calling for users to cancel their account. And there were even outlets publishing how-to guides to cancel their accounts. And that pushback um, was real and it reflected in their stock price, didn't it? Well, actually, I would say it didn't. I mean, I, I think the the stock price is a little bit of a, a lagging indicator. You have Facebook still as this dominant force in the world with more than 2 billion people using it. You have it collecting all this data that makes it invaluable to advertisers, especially on mobile phones, where really the only other game in town is Google, another tech giant. So there really isn't a lot of choice either for consumers or advertisers. So what we're seeing in the stock price is really a a lot of um, concern about how they can get even bigger from Mm. where they are now. Uh, Facebook itself, that main app, has grown to this enormous size without a lot of room for improvement. And they have to figure out how to make money off of these newer businesses they have, like messaging and Instagram stories. So, actually, I would say the stock price is more concerned about that and less about the regulatory concerns. And yesterday, 
on the earnings call, we had almost no questions about privacy. Investors do not care about this yet. Interesting. So let's talk about yesterday before we look at the road ahead, because everything in Menlo Park was roses uh, when that earnings report crossed. So detail what we learned from that. Oh, it was just incredible. We saw continued growth for Facebook in some of its toughest markets around the world, the U.S. and Europe, which, as I mentioned, investors were concerned were getting saturated by Facebook usage, still were able to manage to add a couple of million people here and there. And so that was really surprising to investors. We also saw record revenue, a record profit for the year. And it was really an indication of how much that size can lead to power and staying power and therefore a very lucrative business model. So the concerns of people fleeing the, the platform and Facebook's demise, um, really overestimated. And what did Mark Zuckerberg then say about stuff like this on that conference call that you were on? Well, he basically was trying to make the case that the numbers don't lie, that people are using Facebook, therefore they like it, which I, I think is really not a necessarily a logical conclusion to draw. It's a very engineer way of looking at it, right? Like <laughs> as long as people behave in this way, it must mean that this way is good. But there are a lot of tactics Facebook has used in the past year to ratchet up that kind of engagement. There are those constant notifications you're used to. There are emails that they send to people. There are a lot of ways that they get you to click places that you wouldn't otherwise click. So I, I do think that part of it is, is that. It's that they've ratcheted up their tools to contribute to growth. And, yeah, part of it is that more people sign on because they want to see their friends and family there. And that is an extremely powerful pull. Um, you know, there really aren't a lot of other places, despite all of the concerns that they really do need to address. There are not a lot of other places on the internet we can go to get the kind of experience you can get on Facebook or Instagram. And after that earnings call, Bloomberg spoke to Facebook CEO Sheryl Sandberg, um, and she talked about balancing privacy issues and growth at the same time. Is that what they were able to do? We're going to continue to make the investments to prevent harm, to build great products people want to use, and invest in the future with things like VR and AR. And so our focus is continuing to do all of that. And I think people wonder if we can do it at once, all at once. And I think this quarter shows that we can and we will. I think that they're separate issues. I, I think that they, they're trying to make the case that, you know, even though they're spending money on on fixing the problems with the way their network has been used, that they're going to still be able to grow their business. I think that they're still laser focused on growing their business and that a lot of the results of some of the efforts they've made on privacy or on content moderation, we really have yet to see those turn into something that, you know, makes people more comfortable about Facebook. They've made a lot of promises. They've made a lot of moves. In a, in a direction that they think will help solve those problems, but I wouldn't call them solved. So what is the good news going forward for Facebook after the successful earnings? Well, the good news is they feel like they have a ramp up in terms of business growth from things besides Facebook itself. Um, you can see that they are, are going to start announcing 
instead of the Facebook user numbers, they're going to start announcing an aggregate number of people who use Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Messenger, what they call their family of apps. And that family is now 2.7 billion monthly users, which is really uh, an incredible number. And what they're going to do from there is stop announcing that Facebook-only number as they, you know, you could read into that and say maybe they expect the main app to decline. But I want to make a note that there are there are some risks to look forward to this year as well, uh, which may not be fully calculated into investors' appreciation of the stock price and all that, um, which is that we have so many probes ongoing into Facebook's business. The Irish Data Protection Commissioner, uh, the FTC, there are other regulators in Europe looking at it. This is going to be a difficult year for Facebook in the news still. And and I think that, you know, as long as people continue coming back to Facebook, it may not hurt their advertising business, but they could have to spend a lot more on fixing these problems. They could have to, you know, deal with calls to, to break them up. I mean, there are so many unknowns about how this will play out in the future. And so uh, I was talking to one analyst yesterday who called Wall Street's evaluation of this earnings report short-sighted. You know, earlier this week, we did hear from Facebook's new executive, Nick Clegg. What did he say in his first public appearances that hinted at at a new path forward for Facebook? So Facebook is going to try something that's sort of akin to a, a Supreme Court for content, where they bring in outsiders, people who are not affiliated with Facebook, so they will be paid by Facebook, to take on some of the hardest content decisions that the company has been tasked with. And they're not exactly sure how this is going to look. It's going to have 40 people with diverse expertise. They're consulting with a bunch of exoplanets now. But Nick Clegg talks about how this would be a way to sort of keep Facebook honest about what's going on in its platform and have some insert some more independence. So I think David, you remember one of our past conversations was about how much power Zuckerberg has in this mm-hmm. company, and his leadership has really come under fire because of that. He's got all the voting power. He's also chairman of the board. Uh, everything stops with him, and so he's trying to bake into Facebook some types of independence so that you can't really claim that he's the final sayer. And a year from now, how will we know that strategy will have worked? How will we know that the data privacy concerns that people spoke about all of 2018, how will we know those concerns were listened to? And and how will we know that the company itself uh, has continued to evolve the product uh, for the future? I think it's going to be so incremental. Uh, Small steps here and there. We're going to see them be maybe a little bit more transparent, either because they have to be or because they want to be about how their data is used. We're going to see them try to dig a little deeper on their content decisions. But there's a pattern here. Facebook takes action when it is publicly criticized and when something becomes a problem. They don't want to make moves unless they have to make them. Uh, we've seen that over the course of the history of their business. And I think that that's going to be a really tough culture to come out of and say that they're going to start to be proactive about, I, I think we see Facebook be more proactive about problems it it has that people aren't necessarily pointing out, then I would call that success. Sarah, thanks as always for joining us. 
Thanks for having me. Make sure to follow Sarah and her reporting on Twitter. She's at Sarah Fryer. That's a TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.